Hello and welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker, and on today's show, I'm going to be speaking to Evo Sousa, that founder of Theodore Herald. I'm just going to peel off a little information from their website, which you can find, by the way, theodoreherald.com. With our slow, ethical focus and premium Peruvian materials, your Theodore Herald shop is a place to dream while you dress. Soft, sustainable, stylish, our carefully curated collection has everything you need for a curated capsule wardrobe that lasts. Buy less, buy better, take the long term on looking and feeling good. And the products, by the way, look amazing. The garments look very rich with color. Quality looks superb. I'm going to bring in Evo now and he's going to talk us through Theodore Herald. Yeah, well, uh, my name is Ivo. I am a Peruvian living in Geneva, in Switzerland. I was uh, born and raised in Peru, but I've been living abroad for the last 11 years. I am uh, happily married to my beautiful wife, Adani, uh, who is Italian. And we both have a wonderful four-month-old uh, baby girl, Eleonora. Um, I love playing football. I am a menswear and a watch enthusiast. I think before starting Theodore Herald, I was a marketing director in Philips for five years. So I was working, I worked in the Panama office. I also work in the Philips headquarters. And I studied my master's degree in Lausanne in Switzerland. Nice. Um, about Theodore Herald, uh, it all started in early 2019. And I was planning my wedding with my wife-to-be in the southern part of Italy. And at the time of the wedding, we were planning several social events that demanded a more sophisticated way of dressing that I was used to used to at the time. Uh, I was a marketing director of Philips um, in, in Philips headquarters in the Netherlands, but around early 2019, I was invited to join the Latin medical team on a one-year expat assignment in Panama. I didn't know a lot of people in Panama, although I used to live there uh, several years ago. And with my partner based in Geneva, during that year, I had more time to think about upgrading my wardrobe. Uh, but at the same time, during that year, I realized that the luxury menswear was a bit stiff and stuffy for my for my taste. Okay. Um, I think during that year as well, it didn't take me too long to realize that I could not really wear suits, suits and ties for all the special events that I have planned. I started- it's too hot. Or yeah. you just wouldn't feel comfortable in them? I think it was a combination of the two. Uh, it's been right. too hot, and I was wondering whether the people also that was going to the social events would wear it as well, you know? Right. Um, you still wore a suit to the wedding, though, you Please yeah. tell me that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I struggled to find a brand with a subtle, with an elegant and subtle design, you know, during that uh, during that process a brand that could deliver on quality without the astronomical prices of high-end luxury brands, but also a brand that focuses on making the weather feel good, you know, from a physically, emotionally, and ethically point of view. So those were, I think, uh, well, apart from that, I also didn't feel during that journey or during that year when I was investigating and looking for upgrading my wardrobe, I also didn't really feel uh, personally, or I didn't personally identify myself myself with the stereotype of menswear being advertised, depicting a very limited definition of success and an updated concept of masculinity that was not relevant to me. 
So I think that was kind of my starting point. You know, that was for me like, uh, oh, there is something here. Um, yeah. I am a proud Peruvian. I always wanted to do something for my country. Uh, especially because my work and my life has taken me away, uh, so far away from my home country. Alpaca, for example, is one of our finest germs and has incredible sustainable credentials, but it's not really well known in the mesware world. Um, at the same time, there was, despite that we have a strong manufacturing footprint with several luxury brands uh, producing in Peru, we don't really have a Peruvian brand relevant in the menswear world. And we certainly... Don't but you do have a... I mean, sorry, the Peru, though. I mean, uh, you have... It's a country rich with textile makers and such wonderful textiles like, you say, like the alpaca wool. So it feels like um, you've got a great bedrock already there to start from. Are you surprised that there's not been something like yourself to come out of Peru before? Or, or has there been? Yeah, I was uh, partially surprised because I think we are very good in terms of raw materials, in terms of production. And probably what we were always missing was to create brands, you know, to put that together in a brand. So a brand that was not Peruvian was probably taking the opportunity to use our raw materials, our leverage and our manufacturing footprint. But we were never, I think, really be able to create that, you know. We just focus on more production than really doing the whole brand end to end. Do you design the garments yourself? So you've got the idea to start the brand. You are like a, a technical designer as well of clothes. No, is I it have something a, you learned along the way. No, <laughs> uh, I have uh, my background is in business administration. Um, I learned a lot during the during the last two years. I believe in design. And I knew I didn't have the capabilities to design the collection. I think if probably if I wanted to do a plain alpaca blue sweater, I will be able to do it in collaboration with the manufacturer. But this is not my ambition for the brand. And I always have a tons of respect for creative people and designers, you know, probably because I am not one myself. Um, so the way I created the brand, I always had in mind to to work with a fashion designer or with a designer or a creative director. So I work with a, with a creative director, fashion designer, and she's Italian with more than 10 years of experience in luxury brands. And we, the way we work is normally that I created the vision, right? So I have the brand story, I have the Peruvian materials. I knew the persona, I knew who I wanted to dress. Uh, so I provided all of that to her, and from then on, the process pretty much kicked off and started to what you see now in the in the website. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm always curious to know for people that don't come from like the ground up of fashion, like didn't go to St. Martin's College, for example, don't do the technical drawings, how they then enlist other creative people to kind of see their vision with them. So that's, uh, it's always interesting to join the dots on that one. Do you? So how did you get the capital? to get the, the brand off the ground or did you seek investment or crowdfunding? No, no, I didn't. Uh, so pretty much what I use is all my savings. Uh, so right now um, I, I use all my savings uh, and yeah, this is where we are right now. So you are, you're putting your money where your mouth is, right? This is, uh, this is your baby, 100%. Yeah, exactly. And this is actually how I wanted to do it because I didn't want to, I mean, I, I work in marketing all my life, so I have a marketing background as well. 
And I know that creating a brand will take time. So I didn't have to have the pressure to deliver on a quarterly result right now. Because first for me right now is really about testing that I have the right product market fit and then take it from there. But doing all the right tests for the brand at my own pace, which is fast, but it's also my own pace, you know? Yeah. And what was it like? I guess, I mean, so how many garments have we got together now? I mean, I'm seeing quite a few on the website, but what, what kind of stock have we got? So we have five styles. We have uh, all knitwear. I want to really to start with that fine knitwear. So we have uh, one polo shirt, zip neck, which is the one that I'm wearing right now. We have a t-shirt knit. We have a polo shirt knit uh, in Tarsia. We have- That's uh, beautiful, by the way. I've just got to stop you there. It's, um, is it the one that's got like a- tan front with blue outline yeah Ni- exactly. niagara mist with ginger root yeah. i love the colors i love the names of the colors as well these are quite unorthodox. <laughs> it has a very kind of i think i said to you offline it has a very talented mr ripley vintage polo look which i know kind of conjures up lots of broad different images <laughs> but did you have an idea to have these as a kind of a vintage look or is that just a happy accident? Or? No, I think it's just, I think we have an idea of who we wanted to dress, right? We wanted to dress the modern gentleman uh, and that was our persona. We wanted to dress uh, the modern gentleman who is somebody who who doesn't want to stand out, right? Or who, or who wants to stand out. He doesn't want to sp- impose himself. He wants to stand out quietly with subtleties and designs and details. So the idea for us was to create a modern menswear, all in knitwear, using the finest details. So that was, I think, uh, the vision uh, at the start. Our philosophy was always, we want to be effortlessly elegant, yet decidedly unpretentious, you know, which I think is how the modern gentleman who is more caring, more empathetic, more vulnerable, wants to dress as well. You know, he doesn't really want to to, to have big logos or G-Mix or, or he doesn't really want to, you know, like a show off. I think that's, uh, I was lucky enough to show some content that you forwarded to me before it gets uploaded to the website in uh, in a week or two. Um, and you explained it all there, how the, the new strong is the soft approach that you can still be strong, you can still be positively masculine and you don't have to be the kind of apex predator in the room wearing exactly. everything that's so ostentatious. You know, you can be that by wearing some of the most elegant knitwear. You can have like some of the most, you know, soft designs. Uh, it's almost like you have to be up close and personal to it to really appreciate the strength of it. Is, is that kind of the thread of it? Yeah, I will say there is also not one masculinity. I think now we are, we are seeing, I think, different types of masculinity. I think now it's really, uh, I think men now are really allowed to express their emotions, right? Which probably, I'm also, I was born in the 80s. Uh, I, I also see, I also saw myself, the, the evolution of men, you know, from when I was raised uh, or the environment that I was raised to the environment that I am right now, you know? Uh, and as you said, I think the, the, the idea of a strength doesn't really come now from physical strength. You know, the definition of a strength, I think, is different. Toxic masculinity is something that we are, as a brand, we are against. Um, and I think it's also, for me, it's also funny because now, for example, I am a father of a four-month-old. And, and for me also, although it's a baby girl, it's very interesting now for me when she's growing up to see 
how she sees myself as a male as well, you know, because now I'm going to be the role model for her. So, yeah, yeah. so it's just, I think, a different time to be a male. Um, and this is also part of who we are. You know, we want to be or we are a community menswear brand who celebrates softer, soft power and who believes that it's never been cool to be the loudest man in the room. Mm. No, it's, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm guessing that you and I are roughly around the same age here, Evo. And um, I won't put words in your mouth, but, you know, growing up, when you look on your father, you'd probably see the traits of a father of his day, you know, kind of rolls his sleeves up, goes to work and provides. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to turn up for sports day, but he will try and ensure that everything's provided for. I think today we've kind of moved away from that where everyone like all the fathers have to be a little bit more engaged with the emotions of their kids, um, be a bit more sensitive to their sensitivities as well. And that I think is what is shaping today's masculinity. You know, it's, yeah. it's no longer the blue collar Bruce Willis taking down the Nakatomi building. It's, it's <laughs> probably something, I don't know what the equivalent of that would be today, but these, I mean, like, you know, we're growing up and watching these people on screen. We're growing up and seeing that's my idea of what masculinity is. Exactly. And it and it's kind of it hasn't happened overnight, obviously, but it's it's certainly you know gone way beyond what that is today. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, and I think for us, this is part of who we are as a brand. You know, we have a gentle ethos which come across from our from our brand story, from our designs, who are not really imposing uh, or are not really like uh, showing off in a way. Um, and also from our materials as well. Alpaca, I think as we were discussing uh, over email, is a gentle animal as well, you know? Um, so yeah, pretty much we as a brand have this gentle ethos. Yeah, no, I love these. So I'm just seeing, I, I kind of rudely interrupted you with, <laughs> with what you actually had uh, on your website and pointed out that polo shirt knit. You've also got the t-shirts, you mentioned the cardigans. Uh, I think what the round neck sweaters as well. Do you do, or are you looking to do like trousers and other accessories? What what have you got in the pipeline? I think we will we want to extend our offering in midwear overall. I think we started pretty much with t-shirts, polo sheet t-shirts, and uh, polo shirts, and also round neck sweaters and cardigans. We will continue that way. Um, so we, I think the next step is to go into our winter collection with a broader range because right now we have five garments, five styles and 11 garments. Um, so you will see more of more tops, I, I will, more tops in our website and you will see also more and more our iconic uh, Kipo stitch, which is also something that we do, uh, it's handmade, it's a hand stitch uh, Kipo, made on baby alpaca triple I. And that we want also to to have it as a distinctive uh, symbol of our brand. Interesting. I guess you now have to be knee deep in this, right, Eva? I mean, like beforehand, marketing director of Philips. I'm guessing like materials, fabric, ply. These weren't kind of terms that you were really paying much attention to. Um, but now, I guess you're you have to be really hands on. You have to be researching. You have to know all this. Have you enjoyed the process of getting to be a part of the menswear world oh yeah i really love it uh, i've been always curious so for example i don't know when i like for i love for example alternative music and punk rock music 
And whenever I got into alternative music or punk rock music, I wanted to know everything about it. It was the same with watches. And when I discovered the menswear world and realized how I mean, so many things that are in, you know, like so many, uh, the, the texture, the fabric, the yarns, the animals, I immediately also fall in love with it. Um, so yeah, I am, uh, the startup is pretty much me. Um, and I really love being part of, uh, of the world. I will also say that when I was a marketing director in Philips, I wouldn't say that I was, you know, like, uh, because sometimes people think, you know, that you are working in a corporate, so you are pretty much doing PowerPoints or uh, doing meetings. I think my job was also pretty hands-on uh, when I was in the, in the headquarters of Philips. So right now for me, it's also pretty much the same, just doing, just learning of a different industry. How did you, I'm curious, as like that office world, I'm guessing it is, as that kind of title alludes to, did you have to wear suits and stuff like that to the office? Were you kind of in that world of nine to five? I mean, how was your wardrobe back then compared to now? No, I didn't have to wear suits. I mean, there were people who wore suits, but I didn't. I didn't feel it was needed. Um, so, yeah, I think I just have probably the typical the typical uh, office, uh, you know, uh, clothes. Office attire. Yeah, office yeah. attire. Eva, I want to know what kind of watches you're into. You mentioned that you're a watch enthusiast, probably right at the front of the show, and I didn't pick up on it. Talk to me. Do you have a, a collection at all? I mean, I know people don't like to boast about watch drawers and whatnot, but what kind of watches are you naturally attracted to? I like more sport watches, which is also my style. So my style is not really about uh, using too many suits and ties. I don't have anything against them. It's just I prefer to be to use more midwear overall, which is pretty much what the other hair is also all about. So my watches, I don't use dress watches. Um, I use more mainly sport watches which i think fits more sport with the with the style of the brand nice and the name so theodore herald where's the name come from well the name is a combination of uh, two peruvian artists so theodore is coming from teodoro nunez teodoro nunez was a, a muralist the, the most famous muralist in peru he he has a very interesting story because at the time where most of the painters uh, were focusing on the European landscapes. He said, no, we should really focus on painting Peruvian landscapes. And Herald is coming from Javier Ero. And Javier Ero is... Oh, the poet, the Peruvian poet. The Peruvian poet. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I read the brief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> people were like, how does he know about Peruvian? <laughs> I got sent the brief. <laughs> yeah, he was also the brightest poet in his generation. And after going to Cuba, he decided he got a bit more sensitive sensitive about what was happening in the country. And he decided to go back to the country, to Peru, uh, to fight against the dictatorship and died in the process. The name is in English uh, because the brand of it all is a bit part of who I am as well. You know, I am a proud Peruvian, but I've been exposed to different, uh, to the international environment, to different countries. And that's why I wanted to have also the name in English. But the spirit of the brand is really the spirit of these two artists, activists. Eva, I'll let you go. And uh, thanks again. People can check out the brand, theodoreherald.com. We'll put all the information over on the website on menswearstyle.co.uk. And uh, in the meantime, take care of yourself. And Gracias. Yeah, <laughs> no, de nada. 
thank you evo and thank you all for listening once again that website theodoreherald.com you can find all the links over at www.menswearstyle.co.uk we're on the social also at menswearstyle make sure you're giving us a follow stay updated when we post new podcasts new articles etc if you fancy being on the show maybe you want to tell us about your brand and your journey you can email us here info at menswearstyle.co.uk okay thanks for listening until next time